Y'all, today's show is so good. But number one, I've never seen an intro like that. It is my hope and desire that not only will episode 30 still be fun, but episode 300 will be even more fun. You are made for something great, so go and be awesome. Ten seconds remaining. And welcome to the show. My name is Renee Hastings, and I'm your host of Renee Speaks. Y'all, today's show is going to be so fantastic. And part of that reason is because our sponsor today is Wilbron, one of Alabama's most premier public relations firms that you'll ever want to work with. Definitely check them out at www.wilbron.com. Now, let us get to our host, our guest. Our guest is Rebecca Kleiss, and she is a bachelor's educated registered nurse, and she holds credentials as a certified professional coder and a certified program integrity professional. She's received numerous accolades for her work during the COVID-19 public health um, uh, emergency, including a certificate of recognition and a challenge coin from the state of Wisconsin Department of Health Services and a certificate of appreciation from the U.S. Army 78th Training Division. After running on the corporate hamster wheel for 20 years, chasing the next big career step, that's what she calls the, a what, uh, Rebecca now helps women professionals facing burnout to reclaim their core purpose, which she refers to as the, the why, so that they can define their freedom, joy, and success on their terms. Her book, When What Gives Way to Why, was released on November 27th. Y'all put your hands together for Rebecca Hello, thank you so much for having me here. Absolutely. I am so thrilled that you are here, Rebecca, because there are so many people in the audience who can truly uh, familiar are familiar with what you're talking about, with going in circles, it seems like, on the hamster wheel, going around and around, doing the same thing over and over again, day in, day out. It's the same old grind, and it leads to burnout. But you have discovered what it takes to keep that from happening so that people can live more fulfilled lives. So I can't wait to get into it with you. So why don't you start us out by telling us how you, what was the point in time that took you to this place that said, enough is enough, I've had it, I'm doing something different. Absolutely. So um, 
I have been honored to work on the state of Wisconsin's COVID-19 public health emergency response. And it was a big job. I mean, there were not a whole lot of us and it was a lot of work. There, There was testing to be done. There were supplies that need to be organized and shipped out across the state. We didn't have a whole lot of technical infrastructure. And we were working long days, seven days a week, because viruses don't take weekends off, unfortunately. And, you know, I have memories of spending weeks in a row doing 12-hour days, seven days a week. Mm. And there was a reason I was doing it, right? Because it helped other people live, it helped other people live better lives. And I could put that energy into it, knowing that what I was doing was going to make other people's lives easier. Yes. And well, you can that's... do that for a while. Yeah. <laughs> well, so so I can relate to, to yeah. that. Certainly, thank you. First of all, thank you yeah. for all the work you did, all the time you put in, the sacrifices that you made. Of, of time and uh, spent with your family, the sacrifice that you made of your own self and your self-care. Thank you for it all. I know it was not easy. And and so I truly appreciate you and all the work that you did and all you've done to serve your community um, in Wisconsin, which is where I'm from, <laughs> by the way. So thank you for your service yes, to our absolutely. state. <laughs> so... Um, as you were going through these long days, um, and it, it was getting hard, but you kept, it sounds like you kept first and foremost in the front of your mind that this isn't just about you. This is about mm-hmm. the, the impact that you make or the legacy that you leave because of the work that you're doing. So that I'm sure, I mean, tell us, was that, did that have any influence in, oh, as to why you kept doing it? Absolutely. It was the reason I kept doing it. There were multiple opportunities for me to leave the response and I didn't want to. The work was really fulfilling knowing that I was helping other people. Um, And it was really draining. I mean, you can do anything for a short period of time. And I took that and I multiplied it by like 50, 75, 100 short times and crammed them all into one spot. And it got to the point where that wasn't enough anymore. I was burnt mm-hmm. out beyond burnt out. I was in this really low spot that doesn't really have a word for it. Like mm-hmm. no matter what I did, no matter how many strategies I leveraged or podcasts I watched or uh, books I read, none of it provided me with a tool to actually help myself get out of that burnout and back to a point where I could engage with my life again. I could engage with my work again and be okay with it. Mm -hmm. You know, it was all down to just stress less. And Mm, that sounds, well, stress less sounds kind of easy, doesn't it? (laughs) Yeah. Just stress less. (laughs) Just stress less. Right. But you know, The solutions to do that, like take a vacation or do some spa care or some retail therapy, those work for a short period of time, Mm -hmm. like three days, a week max. 
Mm-hmm. And then you're right back in the same spot. So it's this vicious cycle of trying to get yourself out and falling back in because all just stressless does is treat a symptom. Stress is a symptom of burnout. It's not a root cause. Right. And I, I started to realize mm-hmm. that. And I realized I needed to dig deeper and find the root cause. If I was ever going to find my way out of this really deep, devastating burnout that I was in, mm. you know, that wow. deep, bone deep tired that you, you, you know, the kind where you feel like nobody's ever felt it before. Nobody's <laughs> ever experienced this tired and you just can't get out of it. Yeah, that's where I was. Yes. Oh, I can definitely relate to that. And I'm so sorry that you were in that place. But what, what, from my experience, when I was first starting the business, um, Executive Mm -hmm. Health Now, um, it was during a time when I was working a full-time day job, working the business full-time, trying to be a wife, trying to be a mom, trying to be, you know, Nana, all the things. And there there were several in a row, 16 hour days, you know, just back to back to back to back to back. So when you say tired, you know, when you're operating on just a few hours of sleep night after night after night, Mm -hmm. that takes its toll on your body and in your mental capacity and your, your ability to even properly respond (laughs) in normal communications. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. yeah, I can totally relate to to what you're talking about. Um, but within that, I, I, I'm a firm believer that everything happens for a reason mm-hmm. and that there is purpose in everything. Mm-hmm. And so for me, uh, I discovered the 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 need for more help. So I got an assistant so that I could delegate mm-hmm. more things to so that I could lighten my load and not be so overwhelmed. In your particular situation, it sounds like you took advantage of this experience to write a book. I did. Right. I did. Right. Awesome. You know, this awesome. book was a deep exploration for me of how did I get to this point? What is mm-hmm. that root cause of burnout? Mm-hmm. What is this thing that's driving it? Because it's it's not just happening to me. It's happening to everybody around me. It's mm-hmm. not just happening in public health. It's happening in our society. We mm-hmm. are societally burnt out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why are we societally burnt out? Mm-hmm. And it what did comes, you discover? Yeah, it comes down to we have tied our personal worth to the need to produce. Mm. The more we produce, the more worthy we feel. Mm. And the more regard we get from others, Mm -hmm. the less we produce, the less worthy we feel, the Mm. less regard and support we get from others. Hmm. Wow. That's quite a revelation. It is. Uh, that that is that could that's like life-changing words. Those are life-changing words, I think. Because if you equate your worth as a person to how much you produce, then that that I, I don't that just to me somehow doesn't seem healthy. <laughs> it's <laughs> not. 
It's um, what we've and, been taught, though. It's what we've right. been taught since we were children. Right. And conditioned. That, yes. Yes. You know, think about the honor roll. The better you do, the better grade you produce, the more regard you're going to get. Um, I don't know if you had the Book It program when you were growing up. You mm. read a certain number of books and you got a free pizza from uh, Personal Pan Pizza from Pizza Hut. Oh, and okay. that does sound kind of familiar. You know, that was 100 years ago. So it, it really was. It was. <laughs> but, you know, the more books you read, the more you produced in reading. You right. got a reward. So we're reinforcing these cultural concepts with our children. And we learned them as children without realizing it. It's what we were taught. Right. right. How our families interacted with each other. Right. Is based in that same productivity myth. Hmm. Wow. So what, what you're saying is, it sounds like the bottom line is, it doesn't matter how much you produce you're still worthy. You're still Absolutely. lovable. You're still um, great. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I completely agree with that yeah. 100%. It, it boils down to your worth as a human being is granted to you the moment you take your first breath and it's with you until you take your last. Mm -hmm. Nobody can take it from you. Right. You are worthy because you exist. That's right. That's right. And me being a God girl, I believe that we're all children of God. And that, you know, when we know who we are and to him, how much he loves us, then that's what matters. You know, we are loved. We are worthy. We are worthy of love. And it doesn't have to be based on it. It is not based on production and works. It's because it's of grace and love. Exactly. We don't have to earn salvation. Mm -hmm. It's given to us because we are loved, right? That's right. That's right. So I love that. My pastor's wife growing up um, had this great saying that I've latched on to, and I've just kind of run with it. We are not human doings. We are human beings. That's right. That's right. Yes, I've heard that one before, too. And I do. I love that. Yes, we are human beings. We just need to be. Exactly. And, and within us, there should be an innate desire to want to be the best that we can be. But my best may not look like your best. Yep. And your best may not look like the next person's best. And it's right. okay. Because we've right. given our best. Right. So this is kind of a, how do you balance the fact that my worth isn't tied to my productivity and yet I live in a very productivity focused world. I need to produce to eat still, even if I don't think that my worth is tied to my productivity. And right. the, the answer lies in finding your personal purpose. And I use purpose a little bit differently than a lot of people do. I use it instead of as a noun. As a noun, it's a goal. It's a thing to be achieved. And once you've checked that box, what next? Mm -hmm. You have to find something else to put in there as your purpose. Mm -hmm. Hmm. That's why a lot of empty nesters feel lost after their kids move out because their purpose was to raise those kids. And now what next? 
That's right. That's right. They lose themselves in their kids and like who exactly who, who am I now that I'm not an active mom or not, you know, a, you know, a day to day hands on guiding, directing, leading mom. Yep. Know. So when you look at a purpose as a noun, that's a what. It's mm-hmm. a a noun is a what. Mm-hmm. If we instead use that word purpose as an adjective, it becomes a why. Mm. Purpose. Give us an example. Yeah, talk, sure. talk more about that. Yeah, purpose is, my purpose is a descriptor of who I am at my core, absent any other relationships or responsibilities. It's mm. a representation of what I value. It describes me. Okay. And when I use that purpose, that why, as a lodestar in my decision-making, I align all of my decisions to that purpose. What is important to me as a human without being a mom, without being a sister or a daughter or Mm -hmm. a spouse or a friend or an employee or any of those other learned identities that we assume as people, just me. Mm-hmm. When I'm in alignment with that, there isn't a bad choice to be made. Hmm. Hmm. Wow. That's definitely one way to look at it for sure. Absolutely. Because you're staying true to yourself. Exactly. You're staying true to who you are at your core. You're not trying to people please. You're not trying to be all things to everybody. Mm-hmm. You're staying true to who you are, what your gifts are, what your talents are, what your hopes, dreams, and desires are. Yes. That's where you are aligned in your purpose. And yes. that's blessed. <laughs> it is. We, we were given those gifts and skills and talents for a reason. And they are blessed when we, and we operate in them. And uh, um, someone, this is, or I've heard the saying, I'm sure everyone, uh, or most people have heard the saying, if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. And that's, that's the way I feel as well. But again, as you were saying, when you keep on doing it over and over and over again, and there's not balance that that's where the problem comes in when there's a lack of balance, because then you will find in my experience that what you love to do will almost become burdensome because Mm -hmm. of how much you have to do it. So then when they say too much of a good thing, isn't a good thing. There is Mm -hmm. absolute truth in that. (laughs) There is absolutely. And I'd, I'd like to offer A different version of when you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. Thank you. Yeah, I welcome it. When you love who you are, you'll never work a day in your life. Hmm, I love that. Yeah. When you love who you are, when you embrace that purpose, that descriptor of you, again, without any of those obligations, without any of that well, I should think about this. I should pull in this other thing. Shed the should. Get rid of the should. Yeah. And focus on you. 
sometimes it's important to be selfish for a good thing. Mm-hmm. When you love that person, when you love who you are, and you stay in alignment with that, the work that you do will be productive as mm-hmm. a natural byproduct of you living your purpose. Yeah, The productivity comes. You don't have to force it. Productivity in and of itself is not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. We just can't hold it up as an idol. Right. Right. Absolutely. Productivity is actually, you know, you get when you are able, when you do produce, it gives you feelings of accomplishment. And that those feelings of accomplishment bring, you know, joy and satisfaction. And those are good things. So we definitely want to be productive. We want to be contributors, um, producing in society, you know, an even better society so that, you know, the legacy we leave is one that it will benefit future generations. Yes. And you do that, like you said, in staying in alignment with who you are, loving yourself first so that you can take care of yourself and be the mo- your most productive self because you're coming from a place of, of natural ease, I think. Because yes. when something comes natural for you, then you, you feel like, you could do this with your eyes closed and one hand tied behind your back. <laughs> yep. Because it's something that you do so easily, comes so naturally for you that this is just um, uh, something that you should be doing. Yes. Because, and there I go with the word should. <laughs> but, but you do it because it is in alignment with who you are as a person. And, you're, you're, and that leads to you living out your purpose and operating in your gifts and skills and talents. It does. And what you're describing is defining success on your own terms. When you're in that space of alignment, you decide what success looks like. You make that definition. You're not looking for regard from other people. You're not waiting for that regard to come pouring in because of your accomplishments. Mm -hmm. You define it based on your alignment. You don't have to wait for a boss to tell you, oh, if you just do this little thing, there will be a promotion waiting for you. And then there never is. Hmm. Well, and and further to that, so this makes me think about when you are um, in alignment and you are operating and you're not seeking to please people, you're Mm -hmm. seeking to be your best self. Exactly. Then when you are being your best self, then you can operate and think about if I continue on this trajectory, how many lives are going to be impacted? Maybe that's your goal. Maybe maybe how success to you might not even be monetary. It might be the number of lives that you've impacted, the lo- number of lives that you've changed or um how how much you're able to tithe, <laughs> you know, or or whatever that looks like. It doesn't have to be like I want to be a millionaire and then I'm successful. No, I spoke a kind word to somebody, and because of that, they made a better choice than they were going to make before, uh, you know, or something. You know, it could be just as simple yeah. as that, you know. And it can be even simpler than that. It can be, I'm successful because I stayed true to myself. Because I stayed in alignment with my purpose. Right, right, exactly. 
Um, I love that. So as you think about your book and the book title is When What Gives Way to Why, um, can you share a key lesson or strategy from your book that resonates deeply with, re with readers? Yeah, so it's really about understanding that separation of where your personal worth lies. I go into this pretty deeply and understanding what is the cultural context around why we have bought so heavily as a culture into this myth of productivity. Hmm. When you separate that from your understanding, there's like a void here, right? And you have to fill that with something. If you don't fill it, it's like there's a rubber band around that old understanding. It's going to snap right back in. Mm -hmm. You have to fill it with something that is strong enough to hold that rubber band down and keep it from coming back in. Mm -hmm. And that something is an understanding, a deep understanding, radical acceptance and radical compassion for who you are as a person who you were created to be. Right. Right. Absolutely. I, I love that. And I'm, I'm, I'm hanging on your every word as you're, as you're talking like, okay, so this, it sounds really good in my ears um, to, to, to be true to myself, mm -hmm. but there's the part of me struggling. I shouldn't even say struggling. Because I also agree that your productivity, your worth is not connected to your productivity and your mm -hmm. productivity is not connected to your work. So I definitely 100% agree with that. And that um, when we operate in our gifts and, and our skills and our talents, then um, we're, we're free. We're, we're mm -hmm. you know, to, to be, you know, true. We're being true to ourselves. So yes. I absolutely 100% agree. But what's the difference between pursuing a what and a why in one's career or as they're building a business? So you were talking in your book about um, when what gives way to why. Mm -hmm. what, is, what is that all about? So again, the what is a thing. It's a noun. It's a goal. It's something to be accomplished. It's a next step in a career. It's the next project to be completed. When that is our sole focus, we are not going to be in alignment. The next thing is going to come and then we have to complete that. And then we have to decide what is the next thing. There's always going to be a next thing. We're never going to feel satisfied because there's always a next thing to do. Mm -hmm. our, why, <laughs> our, our why is our purpose though. So as we're looking at these things in our career, we can decide, is this thing that I'm about to embark on in alignment with my purpose? Mm -hmm, if it's right? in alignment with my purpose, great, I'm going to go mm -hmm. ahead and do it because it aligns with who I am. And I don't have to worry about what comes next because my worth isn't tied to this thing being there or not. Mm -hmm. It's if it's not in alignment with my purpose, is there an adjustment I can make to bring it into alignment with who I am? Hmm. 
And if so, I'll make that adjustment. If it's not in alignment and I can't do that, why am I doing it? Why am I spending my energy and resources on it? Right. And that goes for a project that goes for starting a new business that goes for a partnership that goes for a promotion. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, and uh, hearing that reminds me of like a previous guest that we've had in the past. And they were talking about the importance of making sure that whatever you're doing um, is in alignment with what you have established as your base for um, your mission, vision, values, your purpose. It all has to be in alignment. And so people will throw these ideas at you saying, oh, hey, you should do this. Oh, hey, you should do that. Blah, 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 blah. And <laughs> you have to take the those words with basically a grain of salt, because if they're not in alignment with what you have set as the goal for your life based on your purpose and your gifts, then that might be a good idea for maybe later. Maybe it might be a good idea for, you know, a different project. But if it doesn't fit into this box that you've already set as your thing, then it's not for you. And that's one way that you can determine whether or not something is for you or not. Because if it doesn't fit in the box, then it's not supposed to be a part of the process or a part of the the your journey at this time. So Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'll, I'll give you an example with my purpose. So my purpose comes down to six words. Fight wisely, share freely, and love recklessly. Hmm. <laughs> And so as long as everything that I do is in alignment with one of those three concepts, I'm living my purpose. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to miss them. Fight wisely, share freely, love recklessly. Exactly. I love it. I love it. (laughs) That's so good. So as you think about those three, three things, fighting wisely, sharing freely, and loving recklessly, what practical um, steps or strategies do you recommend to avoid falling into the the burnout trap? Absolutely. So you got to have a do to go along with your knowledge, right? You, You can't just learn something and boom, I'm magically smarter and I can do this thing and put it into practice. It takes work. There's work to be done. I've embedded 13 exercises throughout this book to help you learn how to get rid of the should, get rid of the productivity inside your head, and then find out who you are, what you value at your core, and transform that into your purpose, Hmm. as well as how do you apply that then to your life? How do you make it real? So there are 13 exercises in this book. A lot of them have worksheets that are on my website that you can download for free. Mm -hmm. Um, And And we're sharing our website right now at um, www.cleopatraseeds.com. And that's plural, cleopatraseeds.com. Yes. And those worksheets along with exercise um, 
worksheets for the other exercises are actually all, um, I'm working on compiling them all into a workbook that you'll be able to get that will be coming out on February 17th. And um, yeah, I'm really excited about it. There'll be lots of room to write and scribble and cut uh, with scissors and everything. And you can color and you know, really making it really interactive. But you, you have to do the work. You have to be willing to do more than just read to make a change. It's one mm -hmm. thing to hear a concept. It's another to internalize that concept. Absolutely. And if you, it, it's so great that you have these tools and resources available because like you said, we can read all day, but if it mm -hmm. just goes in one ear and out the other, what is it benefiting you? Exactly. It absolutely is not. Um, the most you might be able to do is share, you know, verbally what you may have read, if you remember, <laughs> but the, yeah. the making of many books, there's no end, <laughs> you right. know, there's a lot of information out there and we might retain, you know, just a smidge of it, which could still benefit somebody, but still now that when you have actual worksheets that you can work on, get it out of your head onto paper so you can visualize it, see it, keep track of it. Because who's to say that what you put on this paper today is going to be the same as what you would put on it, you know, a year from now, two years from now. You can track your progress, see your your uh, growth by putting it down on paper. So thank you so much for those tools and resources that are available. So um, Rebecca, if people want to stay in touch with you after watching today's episode, how can they reach you? Sure. So on my website, there are quite a few contact us forms. There's an actual contact us page. Um, and then we have a bunch of services listed as well. If you're interested in coaching to walk through some of these steps and exercises with support, direct support, or in a group setting, um, you can reach out to us about that as well. Otherwise, you can just email me directly at rkleis at cleopatraseeds.com. I love it. I love it. And what? why Cleopatra Seeds? What does that mean? Sure. So this was um, a lot of digging to try to find a, a brand that sat well, that embodied the, the growth, the rebirth process, and also the the idea of we are all a little bit misunderstood. There's a lot to us that people don't know and don't understand. Cleopatra is a misunderstood character in a lot of ways. She was a lot of things beyond what we know her for. We know her for her beauty. We know she was queen of Egypt. We know her for her love affairs and that she died with a snake. But the fact that she was an author she was an alchemist and that some of her formulas that she created actually are the basis for things that have traveled through to now. You know, mm -hmm. she was a brilliant mind, but we don't talk about those parts of her. Those are hidden. Mm. And then thinking about hidden, we're all seeds as we start this journey. We're all in the dirt. All we need is some water and some sunshine, some warmth, 
to allow us to sprout up and grow into the amazing people that we can become. Right. Absolutely. That's so fantastic. It makes me think about, you know, on the journey toward even making disciples, but that's when you talk about seeds and planting and watering, um, how, you know, we all are on a journey. And, you know, Mm -hmm. as we learn more about who we are in Christ, you know, we may plant a seed in somebody's ear about, you know, something uh, to help them know and appreciate what an amazing relationship with God can look like. And then, but that it doesn't maybe take root. And then somebody else comes along and waters it, you know, and then they continue and growing and wanting to know more uh, about, you know, our amazing God, Uh, but it's him who makes it grow, you know? So we all have a, a, a role to play on each other's journey. And I'm so ecstatic that you and I uh, got to cross paths and have this incredible discussion today and helping busy entrepreneurs and uh, business owners know and understand how they can avoid, you know, being burnt out, staying true to themselves, um, finding, you know, living out their purpose uh, and their gifts and and talents that they have um, and, you know, striking that balance and understanding their why so that they can continue making sure that what they're doing in their life is in alignment with um, with with what that is. So thank you so much, Rebecca, for your time today. Truly, truly, truly appreciate you. And I just, I'm, I'm so grateful for your words of wisdom and wish you nothing but the best for your book. Thank you. And thank you so much for having me here. This is a wonderful conversation and really glad that our, our journeys crossed. Thank you. Well, Rebecca, you were made for something great. So go and be awesome. Thank <laughs> you.